When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. I've got Roy Diener and Stephen, I forget your last name, Stephen, I apologize. Schumacher. Schumacher. All right. So I got Roy and Stephen here. And, uh, you know, Roy, it's been a it's been a uh, pretty quiet planting season. I mean, busy, typical busyness of planting season, but it's not been one of those bang your head against the wall to try to get the crops in. So what's been going on at Axon right now? What are you guys seeing out there as you talk to your customer base? Yeah, we've, um, so, you know, appreciate you inviting us on first off again. Uh, it's always a pleasure working with well, you, Casey, and well, having, you having, having the experience and time. Um, what we're kind of going to, um, we're seeing in, you know, like Montana area and, we were up there a little a few weeks ago and they uh were fighting with a late snow, but yeah. I think they were getting into the field and it was allowing them to get into the field and then the weather was working with them a bit. You know, California's been fighting their water issues as they've been going on through the time. And then kind of down in the Ohio Valley, there's a bit of water, but 
overall, I think planning has been very kind to the farmers this year and permitting them to get into the field, permitting them, sorry, not permitting, yeah. permitting them to get into the field and allowing them to actually get out there and um, get the crop in down south, uh, Texas area, um, just because I'm from down there, crops up quite a ways, it's mm-hmm. out of the ground. Um, and then when you get into Iowa here, you can start seeing some green sprouts coming out of the ground. So I think overall it's, it's been a good year. I think everybody's a little cautious as to yields and possibly market value, but I think everybody's optimistic about that every year. So yeah, here's hoping, here's hoping it'll be a good one. Yep. Yep. So Steven, you, you cover the uh, Northern part of the United States. So that was it North and South Dakota. Minnesota up and through Canada is that kind of the area you cover? Yeah, that's correct. And so it's, it, it is quite varied, you know, from the, uh, like Southern Minnesota is there last week. They were pretty, they were anywhere from 80, 85% complete. Now I'm in, I'm in Western North Dakota here this week and they're barely getting in the field. So they're behind a couple of weeks in, in Western North Dakota. Uh, they've had uh, consistent moisture, so it's kept them just when they're ready to rear to go. Uh, they're they're forced to pull back and hold back, I should say. Now, what's interesting across the border up in uh, Saskatchewan, uh, Alberta, and Alberta, uh, I was there three weeks ago, and they're actually dry. So they're ahead of the game in terms of their their planting goes, but they're so they they actually need moisture. Yeah. In the Saskatchewan um, Mena, uh, area, particularly, yep. and the east side over in Ontario, is there two weeks ago they were they're doing a they're they're on schedule they're on schedule they're on schedule so it's it's quite varied uh, overall you know I guess what in two weeks close to the first week in June everybody will be set and. Yep. Um, Yep. But it, uh, there, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's optimism. There's pent up, there's pent up, put it this way. There's pent up activity, a pent up desire, pent up uh, optimism. And because it's been a long, it's been a long winter season, not brutally cold, just long, long. Yeah. yeah we had that same weather pattern, you know, over here in the painting on Nebraska. And we kind of had that same thing go where winter started um, pretty much in October and, it stayed till last week. It felt like so. I mean, it just it was, it was. We just had a tough, cold, long winter, and um, uh, you know, I'd say for us, you know, we had a lot of snow out of the deal, but we were so dry that the snow that we did get um, didn't really amount to much. So unfortunately, we didn't get much out of that. But we did. We did get an incredible amount of rain last week. You know, last week I think we got close to six or seven inches of rain, depending on where you're at, and so that put us in a good position. Um, uh, we got a few showers this week too. So, you know, the last two weeks we might be close to, you know, nine inches of rain. I have to go back and look at totals, but it was, it's a fair amount of rain came through. And that, you know, I think I can say that for about anybody in the West, I felt like had a lot of rain come through a lot of these drought stricken areas. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. If this was just our, our drink for the year and hopefully we'll get some more of that, but I, if, you know, you never know, I hear it could be six inches and done for the year and, and uh you know watching stuff get planted in our area you know i'd I'd say that we're um 
probably not quite 50% done. It would be my guess. Uh, a lot of field work still being done and a lot of guys in the field now, but everyone's pretty much planting full time. Now there's not a lot of other things happening. Um, so we'll be, uh, we'll be seeing some, some remarkable, uh, um, amount of time get covered here when you start looking at how how soon and fast stuff gets planted now that things are kind of broke loose back open here and especially with this moisture that we just had so it'll be we'll, we'll have a good scenario to plan into so i mean uh you know as, as you guys both of you you know we're always start with you first as you're looking at what's happening in texas right now so you're seeing a lot of um different factors come into play uh tax texas and florida are two of the fastest growing states in the uh in the country right now and you're starting to see a lot of things happening there i guess so as you're looking at what's going on in texas what what are you seeing right now with your customer base and what's changed if anything um from kind of a year over year or just maybe some of the feel of the customers that you're working with yeah no so you got a lot of urban growth um that's happening and it's making you know farmland less and less around those areas um, I think the biggest thing that we've got going on down there in Texas is farmers getting more concerned in, you know, previous years back land was plentiful and you had space to go and it didn't matter if it didn't come up here. We went, worked over there and it's just different areas, got different yields. And now farmers are starting to concentrate more on worrying about their yields and, starting to pay attention to, you know, compaction and things that we may not have had to in the past to try and get the same quantity of um, or same results at the end of the season. Yeah. Just due to the, you know, urban growth and lack of farmland, you know, to turn over. There is certain areas of Texas that is not, you know, um, plantable and harvest is, I mean, you, you don't get much out of certain areas either, even planted areas. So it's unique. Um, and as, as big as it is, you know, you find it, the soil changes quite a bit from side to side or top to bottom, however you want to look at it. Yeah. And then, you know, Florida, the same thing. I think those guys down there seeing a lot of urban growth, but they're just getting very more strategic on what they plant and seeing how they can get more out of what they do have and trying to get the production, keep the production up is the biggest game that they're playing in the farming industry i feel like in those areas yeah and one thing about those areas too i mean you talk about tire technology becoming important when you're looking at um the distance now between fields that some of these guys are going to be traveling just because of housing developments those kind of things that are popping up from around you know different areas that they're working through um you start looking at the size of some of these machines and then trying to narrow them up enough to where they can still have the footprint they need and still have the uh the traction that they need it's getting to be a bigger deal so i I, just, I thought made me think of this the other day we were driving down the road and there was a guy in a uh, some kind of four-wheel drive i don't remember what it was but it was you know dual you know dueled up 800s on it and uh pulling a planter down the road and um or an air seater it was an air seater pulling an air no it was a planter it was a planter down the road and um i just thought to myself you know like we're lucky we live where we live because that particular setup in a very busy metropolitan um, area, even if you were, you know, 25, 30 miles on the outside of, of, a, of a major metropolitan area, that machine would have a hard time operating just because of the amount of traffic in the area. So 
what are some of the things that you see happening in some of those more uh, metropolitan areas where the population sprawl of, of lack of a better term has has kind of congested some more of these these old country roads that didn't used to be nearly as busy as they are today yeah so from the tire side what we're seeing a lot more is guys that's what you know i was kind of alluding to before is compaction so guys are worried about that and paying attention to a little bit more of that so you're getting guys that are doing more of the if and the vf stuff sure because you what what that does is allows you to carry the same amount of weight lowering the air pressure and also gives you a heavier load carrying capacity tire. So like you were saying, you were seeing a machine with 800 duels. Well, maybe they don't, maybe they go to a wider tire, but only singles. Right. And with the VF technology that keeps their load carrying capacity up uh, because yeah, these machines are getting heavier and they're more concerned, you know, when they're doing the roading. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that we in the tire industry battle with roading is it builds up heat and heat does nothing really good for any rubber product right. in the main keeping that dissipating that heat in any way is always a good thing and so you know that works down in our sometimes to our favor but we're we're mostly looking for solutions and helping these guys create solutions as they go um narrowing things up but yeah keeping that tire with this good load carrying capacity so it can handle the machine weight because they are getting bigger so we've got a bit of a project on our hands trying to keep up with all these different changes in the industry because every every um manufacturer whether it's implement or machine manufacturer seem to be making changes all the time which is good it just keeps us on our toes sure yeah it's uh makes you think about what's going on around you for sure definitely so, Stephen, a little different opportunity up where you're at. You know, there's, there's still some metropolitan areas up there, some some bigger spaces, but there's still a lot of wide open space. So, I guess working with your customers, what are you seeing up there, and, and what's changed over the last year or two that that you've noticed? Well, certainly in the breadbasket, in other words, the Saskatchewan and El and Alberta, uh, Manitoba, uh, they have free range, so they're you know, they're really um, outfitting their equipment um, with knowing that they have plenty of space there. So they're, they're really not having to navigate any, any, any tight areas or, I mean, there are fields that it's like looking at an ocean uh, of, of, of open, you know, they have sections uh, connected with each other. Um, Of course, over in Ontario, Quebec, uh, they're more, hobby farm uh it's not calm it's 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 rare probably to see anything more than than a couple of quarters uh next to each other so they're pretty you know pretty tight and 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 the um so the the, how they're outfitted on on the east on the east side over there is gonna is quite a bit different don't see very many uh duels at the most triples no Duels at the most on the east side. Um, triples, pretty common. Tracks, of course, pretty common in the, uh, you know, in the breadbasket part of uh, Canada. And when I say Canada, it could be North Dakota bordering it uh, as well. Um, so it, you know, they're 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 outfitting. You know, they're getting footed, I should say, uh, according to 
their area mass that they're that they're average that they're um, working with. Um, but what what I've noticed is that they're very in both cases extremely conscientious, and so my Dakota and Minnesota farmers are that way too. Extremely conscientious, uh, very well kept, great stewards of the land. Um, you know, there's a lot of thought process that goes into the planning in the planning uh, stages uh, before they even hit the fields. So, of course, this winter they had an extended um, amount of time to do that, uh, the six months, whatever we had. So, um, so when they're when they finally get going, I tell you what, they they push hard and day and night, and they get it. They'll get it done in two weeks. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, it doesn't take them very long to plant anymore. That's why I, it still blows my mind that the USDA. I mean, it's great that they track it, but that traders look at that and they're like, "Oh, we're so far behind." Oh my god, we're gonna. There's no way we're gonna get this crop done. And then by Saturday, they're you know they're five percent above where they were uh, when the week started. You know what I mean? So it's just they can plant stuff really quick now and really get things pushing out there. Um, yeah. With the spring, and, I, and I think also I think I think also they they prep it in the fall. Yeah. Um, to to capture uh, that pot or to to address that possibility of a late spring. So they 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 manage as possible as much as possible in the fall activity as well. Yeah, that's 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 true too. They do a really good job of, of managing what their what their field expectations are and doing the field work and those kind of things to keep keep things where they need to be at for the spring, that's for sure. Um you know you take a look at what's going on um Stephen with with you know spring week spring wheat and canola and those kind of things up in your area completely different um kind of a look and feel than what um you know the midwest looks sees when it comes to row crop and those kind of things mm-hmm. looking at your equipment that you see there what are some of the adjustments that you see guys making right now on some of these bigger air seeders and those kind of things that are that are helping them with the things we've been talking about here whether it's compaction or you know uh more ability to narrow things up and and create um you know greater loads on a smaller frame well they're you're right they're, they're i think they're slowing it down a little bit uh they're being more 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 conscientious of the effectiveness that that they that they get once they're in the field so uh in terms of in terms of uh you know addressing it equipment wise um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll cover the patch, but they'll, I think they'll slow it down somewhat. They'll just be more diligent in, in, in their, in their path and make sure that they, that they, you know, get solid, uh, solid coverage without any, without any errors. The last thing they want to do is go, is, is come back and, and, uh, address it a second time. That's for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're right. The, you know, with, with the, the wheat or canola, barley, corn, I mean, they, that's, you know, that's 75% of their, you know, in Canada, that's 75% of their, their revenue yeah. uh, generating uh, egg up there. The other 25% would be specialty crops and vegetables, alfalfa. But uh, so you're right. I mean, the, uh, the, the oil seeds and the, and the, uh, and the, and the small grains, that, that's just a tremendous, uh, 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 you know, concern, or I should say, consideration that they put in that. Yeah. So, equipment-wise, I tell you, they the investments, um, 
they will they they make the investments accordingly. They they're they're not shy. No doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing farmers enjoy doing is buying equipment. That's a, that's one of their favorite things to do. So there's no doubt about that that they're they're keeping up on that stuff. Roy, as you take a look at what's going on um, with all your with all your sales staff, and you see things out there, is there anything that's jumping out to you that say, "Hey, man, this is way different than we thought," or um, you know, is there with, I mean, I guess with, I guess the question I should be asking is with supply constraints, is there a, is there something different that's kind of filling that void that that's, that's jumping out at you? It's like, I didn't see this coming. Not, not really. Um, we're seeing a lot more, you know, the lead times come way down, which is yeah. good in some aspects and different in others. Sure. Um, what we're seeing is we had purchased quite a bit coming up to the year in anticipation of long lead times. And a lot of that got delivered sooner than we thought, which is good. Um, but having stuff available for the customers um, turned out to be a good thing this year for us. The constraint that we're having is the timing of the machines coming out of the manufacturing plants. Um, some guys are thinking they're still getting them at certain points and then they don't show up. But then other guys are like, hey, didn't know this was coming. It's showing up now. Um, send me my stuff because we got to change it out yeah. and the farmer wants his machine and equipment so as that goes we're just trying to mitigate um, the you know downfall of the customer being the implement dealer on our side as much as we can by planning as much as we can mm-hmm. and some of that's limited so we're doing what we can that's the constraint we're seeing this year big time um, and again tires and wheels are are um, always a integral part of the machine. Like Steven said, you know, these, they're, these guys aren't shy to pull the trigger, but it is a big investment. And so they're trying to make sure the shoes that they got on the machine are well fitted. And that's, that's always key for us is to help them understand that we're here to create the solution to make that big investment that they did make Mm -hmm. um, worthwhile. And so, yeah, no production's been up. Um, as far as tires go, we're well caught up. So we're not seeing much on that side right now. So I really don't have much on the way of speaking like we were, oh, a year ago. We, I think yeah. <laughs> we weren't saying the same thing. I can assure you that we were not. Yeah. It's amazing how fast it came back. You know what I mean? It was like we went from being, oh, man, we don't know when we're going to get this to we thought we were getting this in six months or nine months or a year. And we got it in three months, you know, and, and just and even the manufacturers are surprised that they're able to to generate the things as fast as they thought they could. So we're still seeing some delay. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still some delays out there and there's still, you know, whatever that's holding up something, you know, but it, it, it really was um, and is surprising to me how fast the stuff's coming back and, and, and how fast production's getting ramped back up and how fast, um, you know, how lead times, how much they've narrowed, um over this last well since the first of the year you know this first six months of the year so i i kind of it makes me kind of feel like maybe by 24 we'll be back to quote-unquote normal again and we'll, we'll see what that looks like i guess yeah and and you know it's unique what we're seeing now is guys are catching up with uh inventory and production so i think this is also time manufacturers are starting to say all right well we've got inventory sorted out and we've got production sorted out so I think the real change in Indian any industry is going to be coming now because these guys are going to be having to 
start thinking about their technologies and that goes the same with tires and wheels. You know, these guys are like, okay, we've got that headache out of the way. Now let's see what we can focus on to, you know, make our tires better, do this different, do this different. And and there's just things like that. So I think we're going to start seeing some of those changes come down the pipeline eventually too. So. So too. I think so too. You seeing some similar in your area too, where lead times are, are starting to really, with the dealers that you're working with, Stephen, where you're starting to see more equipment on the lots than you saw uh, maybe a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, it 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 rarely becomes a uh, a, a conversation where the you know where the dealer reps whatever where they are um, agonizing over availability of equipment or the or the uh shipment of the equipment uh it it is it's coming in at a pace that they're able to you know move it so they're really uh it's not it's not near a concern on occasion yeah but but that but those are those are still leftover headaches i think from before so um but for the most part equipment that they're that they're anticipating getting, they are getting in a timely fashion, yeah. um, and so it's no it's no longer, uh, you know, it's no longer a sticky point for them, and, or an excuse for them, whatever. But so they're, you know, they're 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 pretty pleased. I think they're that that's not uh, an issue for them. Yeah, right on. Okay, sounds like you guys are seeing the same things I'm seeing. So I'm not on an island. So things are. No. That's good. always that's always a good feeling, ain't it, Casey? <laughs> it is. It really is. All right. All right. Let's talk about what the giveaway is for this week. Usually this is where Paige shines, but she's not with us today. So Roy, I guess you have the uh, have the honors today. Oh, I'll let you do it. I wasn't in on the secret. She said she sent it to you. So All I'm right. gonna let you do it. All right. So this week, or this month anyway, if you go to uh I guess if you send an email to marking at axontire.com. You'll get the uh, get something pretty cool here, and I'll share my screen here so everybody can see what that looks like. And you get this right here. You get this nice Axon Stanley tumbler, uh, insulated cup, and I think that's that might be one I might actually send one in and get get my name put on one of those. That's I love. You never can have too many of those. That's what I always nope. say. Nope. Nope. I enjoy I enjoy a nice cup like that. So that's what it is. Send you an email to marketing at axontire.com with your details and uh get one of those sent over to you in the uh in the mail there as fast as they can get it over to you. So Roy or Steven, either one of you guys got anything you want to throw out there before we shut things down? No, the only thing I would say is uh put a plug in for um Casey. Come see us at Moving Iron Summit yeah. the end of this well, not at the end of the year, but Third quarter. Third quarter. <laughs> it's there. it's yeah. uh it's always a good event. Casey does a lot of good work. We're gonna be there. We're sponsoring a bit of it. Um always happy to do that. Good clientele is there. Um looking forward to seeing anybody that's coming. Um it's always a good time. Yep. So well, yeah. look forward and to I've, I've I have been promoting it. So the event I've been promoting it with uh a flyer that I carry on me from time to time. So it's um you know, we we appreciate the association with it, Casey. It it, uh, it it's it's a very uh, worthy and a very comparable uh, compare. Uh, comp, you know, we we complement each other. I should say very well. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys being part of it, and uh, you guys have been a a good uh, a good 
sponsor of mine for a couple almost what, three years now so it's been uh it's been a really good thing i really enjoyed doing it so another thing too if you if you go to the website and you sign up uh make sure you be one of the first 150 people to do that and you'll get yourself a 50 dollar discount from the folks over at axon so that's another another good reason to go check that out too so send uh Send an email to marketing to get the uh, at marketing at axontire.com to get the insulated cup and uh, and send me an email at moving iron podcast and moving iron podcast.com if you have any questions about the moving iron summit. But if you don't, um, just take that, take advantage of that $50 discount. So, Roy, folks want to reach out to you. What's the best way to do that? You can reach out to us. Uh, you go to our website at axontire.com or you can email us at sales at axontire.com or you can call our 800 number 888-980-1208. Well, it's the best way to get hold of us. Well, guys, I appreciate you being on and I appreciate uh, the partnership here. Thank you, Casey. Good Thank to be you, with Casey. you. Right on. Okay. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. Go over to the YouTube channel, see the video version of this, and you can go that do that at the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. And you can go to movingironllc.com for anything Moving Iron related and uh, sign up for the Moving Iron Summit there as well. It's September 11th through the 13th in Nashville, Tennessee. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Roy and Steven. Smooth smile, folks. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. In the 21st century Hard-working people Working hard for you and me Moving higher Time and time again